Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrea. We are bringing you the Real Moms Real Life Podcast, your guide to self-empowerment and taking on each day as your best self. This is episode number 11. After our usual segments of In the Kitchen and Movement Makeover, we will be discussing postpartum nutrition. If you would like to submit a question, head over to realmomsreallife.com. Don't forget, all the resources on this podcast are meant for information purposes only and not to be confused for medical advice or treatment. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I almost said good afternoon, but I remember that it's morning where you are, so I was I really I was really proud of myself for remembering that. Yeah, thanks. I probably would have been like, oh yeah, good afternoon, and like not even thought about it, because <laughs> that's where my head is right now, with this like cold thing I have going on. Yeah, so we'll, we'll forgive you for, for your nasal, nasal speak today. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, before we get started, I do want to give a little update that we forgot to mention last week, but that we do have our Real Moms Living Real Life pod, uh, podcast, well, I guess it's just Real Moms Living Real Life Facebook group up and running, which is really run by Andrea, although I am an admin on there. I don't do anything on there. So if you like Andrea better, it's definitely the thing to go to. Hashtag Team Andrea. <laughs> but there will be a link in our show notes um, for some previous episodes and future episodes to join our Facebook group. And Andrea's pretty awesome and goes live on there almost every day. And it's pretty freaking amazing. I have a confession, which I said in the group, is that I go live because if I don't go live and I try to sit there and make a video, I will sit there for like an hour trying to make a four-minute video, and then I won't post it because I'm like, well, this video isn't that good. Whereas if I just go live, I just get it done, and I'm working on this like whole like perfectionism thing, which I talked about last week. Well, I don't know when this is going to be posted, but I had a whole self-sabotage series, so... It was it was check, fantastic, and I check in. saw somebody else post talk recently on a live video that the only reason they make live videos is because they won't make any other videos, and I said that's brilliant because I feel the same way. I've been thinking about blog posts that I want to write, and I write them entirely in my head, and then I never actually write them down. Oh, I do that all the time. I just wrote one on my walk this morning. It was really good, although I really do want to write it. <laughs> you and I. That'll be our. Uh, yes accountability this week is we will write a blog post before next recording I like this that's why I like this podcast it's like we can just like talk and just go it is it is a really nice uh, treat all right so anything else to add before we get started no no uh, baby's been sick and now he (laughs) gave it to me you know that kind of thing but the standard yeah all right so let's move on for our in the kitchen tip All right, so my tip is to have healthy freezer items on hand for backup. I hear this a lot from people like, you know, there's just times I don't have time. Like, what else am I supposed to do other than just, you know, grab a pizza or grab something, you know, from the store? And to me, that kind of stuff takes way longer than if you had just like healthy freezer items that are ready to go. So my go-to items are um, from Costco. They have these like grass-fed Uh, hot dog things that have great ingredients and I'm sure you can find similar things elsewhere like Trader Joe's has like their sausages um things like that and then Trader Joe's has like their pre-riced cauliflower rice that's organic or Costco has pre-cubed butternut squash that's organic and you know ready to just be steamed and go or I always have a bag of frozen green beans um things like that when they're there it literally takes 
I don't know, like you could have a meal on the table in like 10 minutes when you have those items. And yeah, it might be a little bit boring. It might not be like the greatest meal ever, but it's a great way to get a healthy meal fast. And, you know, for when life happens and you realize that, oh crap, I forgot to take out the pot roast I was going to make and it's going to take forever to defrost or, you know, it's going to take three hours in the instant pot because it's rock solid frozen. So anyways, that's my kitchen tip. Do you ever do that, Beth? Are you telling me that my gluten-free pot stickers that I keep in the freezer are probably not the best option? Hey, they're gluten-free. That's fantastic. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) No, I think it's great. And I realized I made a couple casseroles a few weeks ago, and I portioned them out for the week. And then I had some extras, so I froze them. And I keep opening the freezer like, oh, I have a meal in here. So I do... And my husband will do that when with his meal prep. He freezes a bunch of meals, too. So that way it's kind of like, oh, I didn't have time. Well, let me just go downstairs and grab one out of the freezer. And it's a whole meal ready to go, which is really nice. But I always try to keep um, – I do the Applegate grass-fed hot dogs. I keep them and sauerkraut in my fridge at all times because, for me, that's a complete meal. Oh, totally. No, that's great. And I always – whenever I make, like, a puree for my baby or something like that, I have those, like, tiny little, like – you know, Tupperware containers, those like baby sized ones. I always try to like put like a little bit in those. So I always have at least, you know, two or three of those to like pull out on mornings where I'm like, oh crap, I have no food for my child. <laughs> what do I feed him? <laughs> and yeah, it's great. It's just nice to have it ready to go. Perfect. All right. For our movement makeover this week, my tip is to get outside. And I'm saying this one because it was a beautiful 78 degrees yesterday. And it was amazing. And my daughter was, I know, my daughter was homesick, i.e. she had soft stools in the morning and she was totally fine the rest of the day, but the stomach bug was going around. So we didn't want to perpetuate that. So we kept her home and it was like the best sick day ever because we just got to hang out outside, which it was a normally a day that I would have been traveling to my patients, living in my car and... She would have gone out a little bit with school, but we just lived outside in the afternoon. I probably got a little sunburn, you know, because it's February and who puts sunscreen on in February? But it was it was really nice. And it remade, kind of reminded me that just being outside, you're walking on uneven surfaces, you're, you might be running a little bit, you are squatting down to be with the kid or pet the dog or, you know, any of those things. Just being outside is so refreshing and you can get different movement out there. So that's my tip for the week. Oh, I love that. That's so perfect. And I'm super jealous that it was 78 degrees there because it is freezing here. We are having like the coldest weather in Seattle. It's snow. There's snow on the ground right now. Like it doesn't snow here. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, today it's 50 and rainy, but, um, and Monday last weekend it snowed. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. So, Gosh. we went, my daughter went snowboarding on Monday, and then yesterday we played outside all afternoon without shoes. So crazy. Nice. Oh, well, I love that. We still got outside because it's super sunny, at least outside, which is unusual for here, too. So, um, yeah, it was, it's gorgeous. Just being in the sun is so nice. It is. It just makes you that extra vitamin D. It makes you feel so much better. Totally. All right. So for our topic for the week, we are talking about postpartum nutrition. Um, So we've got a couple things that we might go over, but we're just going to see where it takes us. Do you want to start us off, Andrea? Sure. Um, I think postpartum nutrition is so important, and I think it's really easily written off by a lot of people because it's like this 
oh, well, you just had a baby, like, don't even, you know, stress about that. You shouldn't be, like, up and cooking for yourself and, and things like that. But really, our bodies need that time to heal. And we just went through, you know, an insanely traumatic experience. And trauma, even if, you know, you had a beautiful, magical birth at home and everything went great, it's still traumatic on your body. And we need to replenish our stores of what we went through to make a baby, to give birth to this baby, and now to feed this baby and to like be the sole provider if you are breastfeeding. So we really, really need to make sure our nutrition is is as best as we can do, okay? Because I'm a huge believer of, you know, being like doing the best that you can do in that moment. But I do think it's something that we can prepare for. And it shouldn't be written off. And it does not mean that you need to be slaving away in the kitchen, you know, like the day after you give birth. Um, So what I did is I, speaking of freezer meal stuff, is I prepped a lot of stuff ahead of time. Like in the last few weeks, I made sure I had a ton of uh, freezer meals ready. And because I wasn't, gosh, we didn't have anyone come out to help us until I think like three weeks after I had given birth. So it's like I knew I was going to be on my own, so I prepared for that. And I really tried to avoid any kind of processed foods or just anything that was anything that I already knew was unhealthy and that I wouldn't want to have eaten while I was pregnant. So that's my big thing. And then um, the other thing is to really make sure or like to really get like a team on your side. So we did have some people who came out and helped us. they grocery shop for us. You know, we made a little bit of a list for them and they brought us healthy foods. We got some like easy to prep veggies some some like fruit, you know, stuff like that. Like it does not need to be gourmet meals. Um, the book I used, I do want to mention, I just totally had a brain fart when I was talking earlier, <laughs> is um, the first 40 days. I highly, highly recommend it to anybody. And it's been the gift I've been giving anyone that like I know is who's pregnant now because it really has a lot of easy to prep meals ahead of time and so it has all kinds of broths you can make all kinds of just like easy bowls uh you can make soups just really like easy to digest foods and they're all um supposed to be healing after uh you give birth so it's a really really great resource I love the idea of prepping ahead of time I did that with my first and we made freezer meals as well. What I did was I, and I don't think that this resource is available online for purchase anymore, but I can look to it. It was like from fridge to freezer for every season. And it was a woman who had all these and they were mostly grain free recipes. I don't, you know, yeah, I would say that they were all pretty paleo recipes. So really clean ingredients and you chopped and prepped everything ahead of time. You didn't cook anything ahead of time and you put it into freezer bags. And then when you're ready for it, you just dumped it into the crock pot. So they're all slow cooker meals. And I didn't use them. They made a ton of food. So for really, you're just at the beginning, it's just like, you and your partner, um, you know, maybe, you know, if you have extra help, then you might use it with them. But I'd save it for when you don't have extra help. And you can just pull them out whenever. I think that sometimes people that haven't had kids yet, it's this misconception, like, well, the baby's going to sleep and I'm going to have a chance to, you know, make dinner. I know one of my coworkers, a uh, male coworker, his wife was pregnant and he couldn't understand how his wife, he'd come home at seven o'clock at night and his wife still hadn't made dinner yet. And it was like, 
you know, we just, we gave a lot of crap for that because it's just, you know, depending on what kind of support you have in the beginning, I know people who spell, you think you said your spouse had to go back to work within mm-hmm. a day or two of getting home. My husband took the first week off. My mom came out the second week and that was so nice that all I had to worry about was like feeding the baby and everyone else kind of fed me and took care of all of that. But if you don't have that option, what I did is I had a friend come over and I might do it again this time and just say, Hey, we're having a prepping party. I don't want to shower. I don't need anything like this. This is baby number two. I got everything I need. Just come over and help me prep vegetable meals and we'll bag them up. I'll give you, you know, someone will have the onion station, the person that can handle the crying and then, you know, the potatoes and all these other things. And we'll just chop it up, put it in the bag to freezer bags. And then when you need them, you just pull them out. And yeah, there does need to be a little bit of thought in advance because you're pulling out this giant frozen bag. But, you know, it's, it's way easier than trying to figure it out. And the biggest complaint of my clients that are postpartum is I spend so much time, even as our kids get to six, eight months and their kids are starting to eat, they're looking at all this good food that they're giving their kids. They're like, but I'm here eating, uh, you know, drive through McDonald's that I grabbed, which, you know what, like, if you're eating, that's good. But I feel like a lot of people don't even eat postpartum because they're so stressed and they just don't have time for it. So... That's also, you know, the time where, you know, if you were working and you're now not working, your income's a little bit lower, and so you don't want to spend money on those prepackaged things, but that's the time where it's like, you know what, those are pre-cut Brussels sprouts, I'm going to get those this week instead of the other ones, um, but yeah, what about, so you mentioned we that the first 40 days has a lot of healing recipes. And I know you mentioned bone broth and I would totally agree. And I would do that the second time kind of like a daily dose of bone broth for healing. Is there anything else that you would recommend food wise to like really try to focus on? I think healthy fats are essential to be replenishing. Um, lots of like minerals. So I think the bone broth covers all that and just getting your veggies in, honestly, I think it's going to cover that quite a bit. Um, she has one, she, so it's, I think it's like Chinese medicine based and she talks about black sesame seeds being really nourishing and I just kind of went with it. She has some like information on there as to why and they're really good. She like makes this like black sesame paste that I like would add into like oatmeal. Oatmeal, I loved oatmeal postpartum. Um, It's not something I have like a whole ton but it was just like really, really like soothing to have and then I'd add in that black sesame paste and it was like super tasty. Um. But yeah, no, I think I think the healthy fats are the big, big thing. And then making sure like electrolytes, minerals are replenished. Yeah, because we talked about, was it last week, how much, you know, during pregnancy you need a lot more water and particularly mm-hmm. during breastfeeding and, and water on its own is not nearly as useful as water with some electrolytes. So what my go-to and not everybody can tolerate it is when I feel like I need an electrolyte boost, I sprinkle some high quality sea salt in my water. I add a splash of lemon juice and it's my own kind of, uh, Oh, totally. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's easy and I can do it very, and I don't mind a little bit of salt in my water anyway. That's how salt depleted I tend to be. But I feel like knowing what I know now and, During pregnancy, you know, I've had food aversions. Vegetables 
are not my thing right now because it, I, I, I don't know why. I mean, I ate peas and carrots last night. I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty normal, though. I, f- I feel like I, it's um, – they're talking about how, like, vegetables – are like a really common food aversion just because like they can have like a little bit of like bacteria on them or they can have, you know what I mean? So it's just like a way of keeping you safe. And you know what? It's what you got to do right now. I, I think I've already mentioned, cause I probably mentioned these like 10 times, the stupid morning glory muffins that I made <laughs> during my pregnancy. And that's how I snuck in vegetables. I also made them for postpartum. I made like bags. I had like probably like 50 of them pre-prepped. But that's a great way to get in some veggies, and they're so good. <laughs> if I haven't said it already, they're, like, my favorite thing ever. But they did. got, like, raisins, coconut, zucchini, carrots, good healthy fats, uh, almond flour, coconut flour. I mean, yeah, they're just really good. That's You did mention that. I will see. I don't think I linked to them last time. Maybe I'll link to them this time. And I will link to – I have a zucchini muffin that's grain-free and nut-free. And I just mm. I just made it on my, my TV show that I'm on. Um last weekend so I've been eating those although they they do have eggs in them and I don't always tolerate eggs so Mm. I have to I can't I can't eat them every day oh yeah these muffins have eggs so maybe you might not yeah it it kind of depends these are Mm -hmm. more of the like in 10 large muffins there's six eggs so I feel like they're they're Mm. an eggier like it's almost more like an egg cup but it tastes like a zucchini muffin Mm-hmm. So, um, my kid will eat them. Although last, she used to eat them fine. And now she's like, what is this green thing, mom? Oh my, my, sorry, but this is like a, t- a total off topic thing, but I just like did all this like meal prep for my baby last weekend <laughs> and made these like cute little baby pancakes that were like banana and oat and spinach. And he was eating the batter cause it's just banana and oat and spinach. So he was like eating the batter, like off the spoon as I was making them. I'm like, awesome. He's going to love them. I cooked them up, like refuses to eat them. This kid picks up so much stuff off the floor. He puts everything in his mouth. So he was on the floor the other day, and I was like, hmm, maybe if I put it on the floor, he'll eat it. <laughs> and so I did. He spit it out and then walked over and put dog food in his mouth and <laughs> sucked on that. And I was like, really? Is this really happening right now? It <laughs> doesn't really go crazy for pancakes either. I mean, yeah, he- <laughs> paleo pancakes, normal pancakes. My husband will get, like, the chocolate Kodiak cakes, the protein, like, chocolate mm-hmm. pancakes and no but give her a bowl of pasta She's oh good. yeah and sweet potatoes and tomatoes okay so, so anyways we're not talking about kid nutrition okay today, sorry <laughs> going back anyways yes um, things. i don't even know what you're talking about anymore now that's okay i think we kind of wrapped up the the things to really get in but it, it really is and and i i want to say too that it doesn't necessarily matter if you're breastfeeding or not you know yeah so if you're breastfeeding you can say hey well i want the baby's going to eat what i'm eating so i need to eat healthy so that might be more motivation but even if you're you choose not to breastfeed or if you're unable to breastfeed re, you need to replenish your stores and it takes a lot of a lot out of your body. So, you know, think about food aversions and all of those different things that you're feeling while you're pregnant. Well, the, I want to think, I think it was my fertility doctor. They were like, just eat what you can. Don't worry. Baby's going to get the nutrients that baby needs. Well, that's true. 
but where are they getting it from if I'm not able to eat? Oh, they're stealing it from my stores. So my goal is to replenish all of these stores. So whether you're breastfeeding or not, you need to replenish your stores, especially if you want to have kids closer together. The sooner that you start to replenish all those Particularly, I would say those micronutrients, those vitamins and minerals, and that's what you're really getting in your vegetables and your bone broths. You know, it's not as hard to get like the basic carb, protein, and fat. You can figure out how to get those macros, but those micronutrients, you need to get that healthy, unprocessed food because that's what's often take, taken out of processing. So I would, I would definitely focus on that pretty strongly no matter what. Absolutely. And, and for micronutrients, you know, if vegetables, you know, if you are finding yourself, let's say you just had a baby and you're listening to this and you're like, well, crap, I didn't pre prep. Now what do I do? Like there are still really easy ways to get them in. Um, you know, there's greens powders that they make and no, it's not like the most ideal thing ever, but like, I always have a thing in my fridge because vegetables don't always happen because because life. And so know that there's other options. And I just use the Amazing Grass brand just because I can find it in the store. It's I can find it on Amazon. They taste good. Um, there's probably better brands out there. I'll be honest and say the more expensive, like the really, really high quality ones don't taste as good. So, you know, it's always a balance. And they're like $5 a serving. So... <laughs> Whatever. Like, Ain't nobody's got time for that. Yeah, right? I mean, if you do, like, awesome, go for it. But I'm just going to be honest and say this is what that's what I use um, is the Amazing Grass brand. I use the berry one. It's super tasty. I, like, make little smoothies with it. Or you can just, like, ser- seriously just dump it in a thing of water and just drink that. Um, <clears throat> and just and however you can get your micronutrients in. And I think that was a really good point you made about um, needing to replenish the stores, you know, no matter what. It's, it's about replenishing yourself you know, obviously it's important for baby if you're breastfeeding, but if you're not, like you still need to take care of you. Um, the other thing I wanted to make sure we talk about is like postpartum is not really a time to be thinking about losing the baby weight. Like we need to replenish our stores and so much, so much of what I deal with, with my nutritional therapy clients in terms of weight loss is due to hormone imbalance. And if you are trying to lose weight right after you have a baby without replenishing your stores while you're still breastfeeding, you know, while you're fatigued, not sleeping well, you are almost guaranteed to screw up your hormones even more. And yeah, maybe you might lose a little weight in the short run, but unfortunately the reality is it probably means in the long run you are going to have weight that you cannot get off because of hormone imbalance and I see it really it's it's a very very common trend that it's kind of post baby I lost some weight and then the rest just wouldn't come off or I gained more back and now I just cannot get rid of this weight and I think a lot has to do with um, women trying to like diet, trying to limit their calories um, right, at, right like way too soon after they're having well, one. You should never be limiting your calories like ever. I don't think there's ever a time for that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Anyways, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. And we are going to talk about kind of long term 
fat, you know, healthy diets and, and looking at them long term. And I think that that'll kind of come into this a little bit more. But I mean, I know for me personally, I never really was like, I want to lose the weight. I did eventually, you know, I did actually get down to my quote unquote pre baby weight after doing a whole 30 at month four and my supply plummeted and I felt like terrible. I mean, everybody talks about after a whole 30, how great they feel. And it's like my adrenals suffered and my whole body. And I just kept going up and down for the next two years of weight. And, and for me, weight is not a measure of, of my self-worth. For me, it is a, it's a track. It's an, it's an, it's information for me. And I know that, you know, there generally tends to be a weight that I, my body seems to function better. And I seem to be healthier at, but I didn't have a set number of where I wanted that to be or where I cared what it, where it would be after pregnancy. And I finally leveled out and it happens to be a very similar, it happened to be a very similar weight to where I was before the baby. When I stopped trying to diet, when I, we, we talked about one of our first episodes about kind of just eating intuitively and just saying, when I'm hungry, I'm going to eat and I'm going to pick good things to eat. When I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. And I've been doing it throughout this pregnancy too. And, and I gained quite a bit of weight. And again, I don't have any problems with it. I had a beautiful, healthy baby. I did not have gestational diabetes. I was fine. I gained a ton of weight with my first baby. And I haven't gained quite nearly as much with this one. Again, I'm having more food aversions. But I'm also, when I'm hungry and I want something to eat, I'm choosing things like, like right now I'm snacking on an apple because I wanted some carbs and something sweet. So that's what I went for. And it tastes delicious. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, Whole Foods brownie, I'm in. Or, hey, somebody brought cupcakes again in today. I'm pregnant. Let me just eat six. So it was just such a different approach this year, you know, this time around, and I'm feeling better. My morning sickness went away a lot faster. And, you know, my energy, I can't really tell you if it's the same or different, because I feel like a lot of that you block out. And now I have another kid, but it just, yeah, don't give yourself time. You can set goals for yourself. Don't make them be weight. Focus on decreasing stress stress levels, increasing energy, and the rest will balance out when it's ready to. You know, if you're able to wait to have another child, do it. I would recommend waiting, giving it some time, but if you don't have if you don't want to wait, just give yourself some grace. Know that you're not going to be able to get that off. They say it takes 9 months to grow a baby, it takes 9 months to to quote unquote lose the weight. I don't think that's accurate. I think if you're breastfeeding, you should give yourself way more than nine months. You should maybe give yourself nine months after you stop breastfeeding to let yourself find your new normal because your body still thinks it's providing for someone else, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It definitely does. I, I just completely agree with all that. And if you are kind of straight, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, but I need to lose the weight. Like I gained all this. And you're like, you feel like you're getting stressed even just hearing about that. I would just really ask yourself, you know, what your motives behind losing, wanting to lose the weight are. And know that most in, in the majority of cases, I don't want to put words into anybody's or he- words into anybody's head. Um, 
that the the motives are usually around wanting to get healthy, wanting to like look more attractive, you know, wanting to have more energy. You know, they're all like really good, I feel like, motives usually. And if you really expand that out to the big picture in order to achieve that true goal by respecting your body now and like um, like listening to everything that Beth said about replenishing everything and giving it that time, you will reach that goal much likely much faster and at a much more sustainable way, which sometimes feels really, really hard to like believe that. But if you crash diet now and you, like Beth said, she did the whole 30 and then felt crappier, chances are you end up gaining it back, not feeling well. So then you don't even have energy, which is what your whole point was. And, and then what? Whereas if you just like give your body that time, give it the respect, nourish it as it needs to, you will eventually, everything will, will balance out. And if not, then there's, you know, people like us and many other resources out there that can help with that because it can be a really hard thing. And, and a lot of people do need support through that process and that's okay too. That's Perfect. And I wanted to mention one quick thing. If you are breastfeeding and you learn that your baby has a intolerance to something that you're eating, it is, it seems like the end of the world at the time. It's like, I couldn't eat X, Y, and Z while I was pregnant. And now you're telling me that I can't eat all of these things. My first suggestion, and I think we talked about it a little bit before with our stress and parenthood episode, but is to say, you know what, give it a try. See if you can do it. There's so many people that have allergies to soy and dairy and nuts that make it work. That in the scheme of things, if it's something, if you're going to be, whatever, do what's going to make you less stressed. If Feeding your child, if breastfeeding your child is more important to you, then there are ways to get around those food aversion, you know, those food intolerances for your baby. If it is too stressful, well, then you make that decision. If it's too stressful to restrict foods, is that that's going to make you have an unhealthy relationship with food? Then, then you address that as well. But I did want to kind of make a note of there are some really healthy foods that sometimes babies just don't tolerate, like full fat dairy or Again, nuts, things like that, that just you got to do what's best for your kid. But you also have to think about what's best for you as well. Totally. Yeah, I um, had to stop doing dairy. And honestly, I wish I stopped doing it way er um, uh, earlier than I did. I was kind of totally in this like denial of like, no, it can't be. (laughs) Um, And the, the funny thing about that, about the whole like, you know, less stress about it piece is like, I could have been like, you know what? It is really stressful for me to get rid of dairy. It felt really stressful at the time. However, having a baby that's really fussy and crying is way more stress than when I just stopped eating dairy and he felt better and wasn't fussy and crying. (laughs) And all of a sudden it's like, I had the energy, (laughs) a lot more energy then to like deal with that and find other foods. And now honestly, it's amazing. Like I was totally that person that was like, I cannot get rid of my cheese. Like there's no way. And honestly, it's like, I'm, I'm fine now. Like it took a while. It was not easy. And I'm not perfect every now and then I have a little bit, but, um, it, it is just a phase and it's something that sometimes when you can put a little bit of effort into it with a really, really good intention and be focusing on that intention of like, I want my baby's tummy to feel better and I want them to get my nourishing milk and that's your focus, then you can really commit to that 
and, and and I promise in the end run, it'll be way less stress if that's something you choose to do. Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to hold ourselves accountable for writing blog posts this week. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly me time, but it's something that we're going to do. And that's going to be a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we're going to talk about fad, healthy diets. And if you would like to follow us on social media, you'll get news, updates, and calls for questions. You can find me, Beth, at Pizza Real Eats and Andrea at Life, Liberty, Health on Instagram and Facebook. Please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and write us a review. Show notes for this episode and all podcast-related information can be found at realmomsreallife.com. I know, like, my, my dog has been like, I, and I'm like, oh my God, don't poop inside. <laughs> Here you go.